This is a fun and exciting episode. If you enjoy it half as much as I did making it, you're going to love it. Eclipses. There's such a fun and interesting phenomenon to observe. In this episode, we're going to learn about the different types of eclipses and how to see them. We'll give you the information that you need to know about the upcoming annular eclipse on October 14th that is visible in parts of North, Central, and South America. And we'll even go over a way to make a solar projector that you can safely view the eclipse for free. We also have some excellent interviews coming up, so stay tuned for those. And of course, each month, we let you know what you can see in the clear skies at night. So always look for new episodes of the Astro Guy podcast. Remember to stay tuned for an upcoming contest where one lucky listener will have the opportunity to win a metal print of an image that I took of the North American and Pelican Nebulae. We're also planning on some other giveaways as well. So spread the word and stay tuned. If you can, please leave a comment, subscribe, like, and share. You know, all those things you do on the other YouTube videos that you watch. We really appreciate it. So thanks for joining us and please enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Astro Guy Podcast. I'm not an expert, I'm an amateur like you. I'm here to learn and here to teach. So let's enjoy the ride together. Carpe Noctum, seize the night. Welcome to the Astro Guy Podcast. I'm your host, Wayne Zool. So, since you've read the title of the episode, you know that this is about the upcoming annular eclipse. But what is an annular eclipse? What's an eclipse at all? Well, there are two basic types of eclipses, lunar and solar. And those are broken down into subtypes as well. But let's look at the basics. Lunar eclipses occur when the Earth is between the moon and the sun, and the moon passes through the Earth's shadow. Lunar eclipses are totally safe to watch. They don't require any special equipment and can be observed with or without any optical aid. They're fun to watch in a telescope or binoculars and just as nice with the naked eye. Now, solar eclipses occur when the moon passes in front of the sun as seen from an observer on Earth. We'll talk about the safety of observing solar eclipses in a few minutes. Eclipses can be total. This is where the entire sun is covered by the moon, as in a total solar eclipse. During a total lunar eclipse, the moon passes through the inner shadow of the Earth. Now let's dive into lunar eclipses first. Lunar eclipses can be partial or total, and can also be penumbral. During a lunar eclipse, which only happens when the moon is full, the moon passes through the Earth's shadow. When the bright sun casts a shadow of the Earth, there are two different shadows, the inner darker umbra, which is a cone that actually extends beyond the orbit of the moon, and the penumbra, which is wider and fainter than the umbra. Now, if you're watching this on YouTube, this diagram shows the shadows cast by the Earth. So lunar eclipses are only possible during the full moon. But why don't they happen every month? Why are they only occasionally? Well, the reasoning is simply because the moon's orbit is tilted by about five degrees from the Earth's orbit around the sun. Because of this, 
Lunar eclipses only occur one or two times a year. and some years, the geometry just doesn't work and there are no total lunar eclipses. Now you're getting a hint as to why these are special events. They're rare. During a total lunar eclipse, the moon will darken as it glides through the umbra. And once covered by the umbra completely, the moon can turn anywhere from a pale red to a very dark brown color. The color of the eclipse is often determined by pollutants in the Earth's atmosphere. For example, when Mount Pinatubo erupted in 1991, it ejected so much dust into the atmosphere that a lunar eclipse that occurred after the eruption saw the moon nearly disappear as the shadow was very dark. In November of 2022, the lunar eclipse was a deep reddish color, which is much more common. When the moon passes through the outer portion of the Earth's shadow, the penumbra, the dimming is barely noticeable to the naked eye. Penumbral eclipses are not very exciting to watch. The great thing about lunar eclipses is that anyone that has the moon visible in the sky during a lunar eclipse can watch it. You don't really need to be on a narrow swath of Earth to see it, as the Earth is the cause of the shadow on the moon. It's also a basic proof observed by ancients that the Earth is a sphere, as the shadow appears the same from anywhere that the eclipse can be observed. Lunar eclipses are beautiful, and when they're visible where you are, you should definitely try to see them. Lunar eclipses are completely safe to watch, as you're just looking at the moon. Now, solar eclipses can be a bit more complicated and more dramatic, as they occur when the moon partially or totally blocks the sun from view. In fact, during a solar eclipse, if you're in the path of totality, you're literally beneath the shadow of the moon as it falls on the earth. Because the sun is the object being blocked, safety in observing any solar eclipse must be observed. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. Now, a partial solar eclipse can be a part of a total eclipse, or it can be by itself. This occurs when you're off the center line of a total eclipse, or the geometry is just not right for a total eclipse to occur. The path of partiality, meaning not totality, is usually several thousand miles wide, where the path of totality can be pretty narrow, in most cases less than 100 miles wide. Totality occurs when the moon appears larger than the sun in the sky and totally covers the sun. During a supermoon, eclipse totalities are longer. This is because the moon is closer to Earth in its orbit and it appears larger in the sky. If the moon is further out in its orbit when it's full and it's in line with the sun, we experience a partial or in some cases an annular eclipse, like what will be happening on October 14th. More on that in a moment. Simply put, total eclipses are a very dramatic sight. If you're in the path of totality, the sun will be completely covered by the moon. Darkness will occur even in the middle of the day, and the horizon will appear much like they do during a sunset, glowing all around. Also, the solar corona, or the outer atmosphere of the sun, becomes visible. Normally, it's too faint to be seen, which is one of the reasons that total solar eclipses are so interesting. But unless you were to know that a solar eclipse is happening, it's very hard to tell until the deepest parts of the eclipse. I took pictures of a sunrise partial eclipse a few years ago at Sandy Hook at the Jersey Shore. In the picture, you can see the partially eclipsed sun 
rising out of the ocean, while in the foreground you see the silhouettes of several people walking to the water's edge, completely oblivious to what's taking place in front of them. Now, I can't stress this enough. Never, never, ever look directly at the sun with your naked eyes or through any camera, telescope, or binoculars, unless you're using a filter specifically designed for looking at the sun. There are several types of solar filters available on the market, but make sure that whatever you use is designed for solar observations, as you're risking your vision if it's not. You can literally blind yourself in a fraction of a second looking at the sun with any optical aid. Galileo found this out the hard way. So in this case, don't be like Galileo. There are several ways to safely observe the sun with and without optical aids, and we'll go over those shortly. For instance, the only time that you can safely look at the sun is during totality during a total solar eclipse. Only then is it safe to see what an old friend once referred to as a hole in the sky. You can see the corona, which is the outer atmosphere of the sun, looking like streamers emanating from the hole where the sun was just moments earlier. During totality, the temperature usually drops. Planets and a few bright stars will become visible. You should notice that crickets come out, and many animals will just lie down, thinking it's night. And for 360 degrees, the horizon looks like a beautiful sunset. During the deeper partial phases, you'll notice that the light appears thin. That's the only way that I can describe it. The spectacle of totality is really something that needs to be experienced. It's a life-changing event. Anyhow, solar eclipses can be total when the sun is completely covered by the moon for anywhere from a fraction of a second up to a duration of about seven minutes, depending on the moon's distance and the observer's distance from the center line of the eclipse. If you're outside the path of totality, you can still observe a partial solar eclipse, where the sun is never fully covered by the moon. Another term that you'll hear about eclipses are the different contacts first through fourth contact. First contact is when the moon's edge appears just to touch the edge of the sun. Second contact occurs when the moon's edge is completely covering the sun during a total eclipse or when the moon is completely surrounded by the sun during an annular eclipse. Third contact is often noted by the occurrence of Bailey's beads. This is where sunlight begins to peek through the mountains and craters on the moon's edge. This is when you put your eye protection back on. The next thing that will occur is the diamond ring, where the sun is now beyond the edge of the moon, creating the illusion of a diamond ring in the sky. Fourth contact is when the moon's edge has completely left the edge of the sun, signaling the end of the eclipse. This October 14th, there will be an annular eclipse, that will be visible across a swath of the U.S. from Texas to Oregon. Weather permitting, all of the continental U.S. and most of Canada will be able to experience a partial solar eclipse, ranging from about 10% coverage all the way up to annularity. You can find the exact times of first through fourth contact at several different websites. GreatAmericanEclipse.com has detailed maps and lots of great explanations of eclipses. NASA has excellent information and maps. 
timeanddate.com also has amazing animations and everything eclipse, as well as the times and depth of the eclipse for many cities in every state, making it really easy to get pretty accurate information for where you're planning to observe the eclipse. Another website that's important to mention is preventblindness.org. They have great eclipse information, and they also provide excellent information about protecting your vision when observing a solar eclipse. I put links to all of these sites in the show notes for you. In May of 2012, I witnessed an annular eclipse from Canyon de Chelly in Arizona. Canyon de Chelly is a national monument located in the Navajo Nation, and it is an amazing place to visit, let alone observe an eclipse from. If you're watching this on YouTube, here's some footage of the eclipse that I took. Unfortunately, I didn't plan well enough, and my video camera ran out of power before the end of the eclipse. Canyon de Chelly is the only place in North America that has been constantly inhabited for more than 5,000 years. From many of the overlooks, you can see abandoned cave dwellings and amazing geology. I'm fortunate to have chosen this spectacular place to see such a wonderful spectacle. For this eclipse, Canyon de Chelly will experience almost 90% coverage of the sun by the moon. So where should you go to see the eclipse? Well, ideally, you want to be along the path of annularity, but not all of us can get off of work or school or have the means to travel to see an eclipse. Fortunately, the eclipse occurs on a Saturday, so that does make it a little bit easier to get away. So the best answer is go to where you'll get the best views without breaking the bank. I'm not traveling for this eclipse. I'll watch it from New Jersey if it's clear. But make sure to plan out where you'll see the eclipse well in advance. Whether you're traveling or staying local, you'll want to observe the eclipse from a place that you'll have an unobstructed view and hopefully you'll have facilities nearby. Parks are excellent spots to see an eclipse from. Even a parking lot makes for a good spot. So what should you bring with you? Well, for starters, eclipse glasses. You can purchase them online. They're not expensive. Just make sure that you're getting them from a reputable company. You can also visit a local astronomy club as they may be selling or even giving away eclipse glasses. Bring a chair with you to make your time more comfortable and having an internet connection will be useful for getting exact timings for first through fourth contacts. Bring coffee or water. Staying hydrated is important. You might even want to bring a snack. Obviously, you'll want to dress comfortably and it might be buggy. So having some bug spray is a good idea. Now, unless you have a front-mounted solar filter for a telescope or binoculars or a hydrogen alpha telescope, don't bring any telescopes or binoculars with you. If you have a camera and a tripod, you can try testing imaging the sun at very short exposures. I'm talking start with the shortest exposure your camera can take. Also, stop your lens way down, set the ISO to the lowest setting. That will probably give you the best results, but play around. If you can, buy a Mylar solar filter for your camera lens. That will provide you with beautiful images, and you can purchase a solar filter for less than $100, but make sure that it completely covers the lens and stays securely in place. Now, the safest way to see the partial phases of any solar eclipse is to look at the ground. I know it seems counterintuitive, but 
leaves, bushes, and even your fingers can create pinholes that will project the sun on the ground as it would look in a solar telescope. Now you won't see the same details with this method, but the shape is obvious. You can build a very simple pinhole projector with a couple of pieces of construction paper. I like to use cardboard, like an empty cereal box, for example, or a manila folder. Open the box at the seam so it's one big sheet. Then take some aluminum foil, say a piece about three inches square, and tape the edges of it onto the middle of the cardboard. Now, take a safety pin and puncture a small hole through the foil and then through the cardboard. Carefully remove the pin so you don't tear the foil. Now, take the cardboard with the foil side facing the sun and project the image onto a sheet of cardboard or paper. Moving the paper further away makes the sun appear larger but dimmer. Move it closer and the sun gets smaller and brighter. Find a happy medium and you can watch and even photograph the projected image. If the hole is smooth enough, you should see sunspots if they're not covered by the moon. This method is easy, cheap, and provides great, safe views of the sun. So remember, mark your calendars for October 14th, plan in advance, read up on the timing for your location, get your eclipse glasses, and make a pinhole projector. Be safe and enjoy the spectacle of the upcoming annular eclipse. Well, that's all for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope that you found our time together to be fun and helpful. If you have questions or episode suggestions, please email us at astroguypodcast at gmail.com or leave us a text or a voicemail at 973-404-0380. If you're not already a member, please join the Astro Guy Podcast group on Facebook. You'll find other members, videos, blogs, and other useful information there for your enjoyment. You can also visit our YouTube channel, The Astro Guy Podcast, for past episodes and other surprises. Please subscribe. Please consider leaving us a review on your podcast platform. It really helps us to get new listeners. Thank you again for listening, and may your skies be clear. As always, Carpe Noctum. Seize the night. I'm Wayne Zool, and this was the Astro Guy Podcast. Thank you for listening. As always, your questions, comments, and suggestions are welcome. Keep wondering. Keep your eyes on the sky. Have fun. Carpe Noctum. Seize the night.